0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Today, we continue in our series called The Life You Were Meant to Live. In this series, Pastor Rick looks into the Bible to help you discover the life God planned for you, the life you were meant to live. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you about a life-changing tool that will show you how to re-energize your spiritual life in ways you may have never dreamed possible. To find out more, go to PastorRick.com right now while you listen to today's broadcast. Or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a
1: message called getting ready to be used by God. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 says this, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? A lot of people today just truncate that verse and say, don't you know your body is a temple? No, it's not a temple, it is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Some people want to make their body a temple themselves, to themselves. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Jesus paid for your body on the cross. So you must honor God with your body. Question, are you honoring God with your body? I'm not talking about your heart. I'm talking about your physical body. Are you honoring God with your body? Say, how do I do that? By taking care of it. You need to take care of it because it is a stewardship. It is a management. You see, God created your body. Jesus died for your body. The Holy Spirit lives in your body, so God expects you to take care of your body. Now, you know my story on this. I never picked this up for a long time. You know, I all my life I was born with an enormous amount of energy. So I never paid attention to my health. I've never paid attention to it all my life. I just God just blessed me with good health and I had lots of energy, and uh, I honestly didn't care how I looked. So I became a purpose-driven eater. <laughs> all right? And, um, and most of you know the story that uh, about a year ago, I was baptizing on a Saturday. I baptized after a one-on-one class, 869 people it took me about four hours. And out here at the baptism pool, there people were standing in line, nearly 900 people. Now, at 150 pounds a person, and I'm putting them underground, that's about 50,000 pounds of weight I'm lifting over that, that period of hour. Along about number 500 in this baptism, I had a thought. <laughs> it wasn't a very spiritual thought. But as I was baptizing about number 500, I thought, good night, we're all fat. (laughs) I told you what the spiritual thought. It was just like, everybody's overweight, okay? This is not your saddleback, father's saddleback. We were all these little skinny dudes, young skinny dudes. We've all put on the poundage. And I thought, but I'm fat. I'm a terrible example of this because I, I didn't really care what I looked like and I had great energy and so I just didn't pay much attention to it. I thought I can't expect everybody to get in shape if I'm out of shape. So I decided that week to do a little research. So I went out and I discovered two things. One, that for the first time in history, there are as many people dying of overweight as there are dying from malnutrition. There are one billion now on the earth in each category. One billion malnourished people in the world who don't have enough to eat, and one billion people who have heart disease and diabetes and all of the chronic illnesses from too much to eat. First time in history. And then I was reading an article about the Obamacare plan and it said of the five trillion dollars spent on health every year in America, five trillion, four and a half trillion of the money we spend on doctors stuff is from preventable, chronic lifestyle diseases. Which means they're the problems that we cause ourselves from not enough sleep, not enough exercise, too much to eat, and too much stress. You know, it's problems like diabetes and heart disease and blood pressure and a lot of other chronic problems that are all caused by ourselves. You don't get them out of the air, you get them from lifestyle. So many of you remember that Sunday, about a year ago, I stood up and said, folks, now I need to repent. And I said, I, I've only gained two to three pounds a year as your pastor, but I've been your pastor 30 years. <laughs> so I said, I need to lose 90 pounds, and we started the Daniel Plan. Now, I'm not there yet, I've had ups and downs, I've lost over 50, I'm still on the way, but I made a long-term, lifetime commitment to this. It wasn't a diet, it wasn't a three-month, or even a one-year plan, and I still work out once or twice a day, and, uh, and uh, you know, it's a long-term commitment. And, uh, you know, as I as we began to do the Daniel plan, I learned that the Bible has a lot more to say about your body than I realized. Let me just show you a few verses. The Bible talks about a balance of eating and sleeping and exercise and rest. Here are a few verses here on the screen. Psalm seven two. it is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is go take a nap. Don't do it now, but but taking a nap. And long before scientists uncovered the damage of excess sweets, the Bible said this in Proverbs 25, eating too much honey is not good. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk. Do not get drunk on wine, which will ruin you which leads to debauchery. First Corinthians 10:31, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, you must do it all for the glory of God. The Bible even has some to say about exercise and and discipline. The Bible says in First Corinthians 9:27, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now, we all know we need exercises to keep our brains working efficiently. By the way, I want to recommend sleepwalking because you combine rest and exercise together, and this would be great multitasking for those of you who have a a tough time finding time for one of the other, just sleepwalking. You can do them both at the same time. Psalm 119.73 says this, You made my body, Lord. Now give me sense to heed your laws. And you say, Rick, is this really that important? It is that important. Did you know that one third of Jesus' ministry dealt with healthcare? The Bible says in Matthew four, Jesus went into every village preaching, teaching, and healing. One third of his ministry was helping people get healthy. One third of his ministry. Because Jesus doesn't just care about you getting into heaven. He cares about your soul, but he also cares about your mind, education, and your body, health. So the Bible says we are to purify our hearts. Let's get the sin out of our lives so God can use us. And we are to sanctify our bodies. I don't know how you feel about your body, but really you've only got three or four options. You can can reject it, neglect it, perfect it, or protect it. You, you, can, you can reject it, which a lot of people do. I don't like my body, and give me another model, and they're always trying to fix it, and, and uh, you, know, you treat it like it's a mistake. That's not right. Uh, you can neglect it, which is what most of us do. We just don't pay attention to our bodies. Uh, you can go the other extreme and perfect it. You become narcissistic, and you're just all about glorifying your body and how great you look, and everything is all about how you look, and it's all about appearance, and it becomes an idol, but don't neglect and don't reject and don't perfect. The Bible says protect. Protect it because God created it and Jesus paid for it and the Holy Spirit lives in it. Now, maybe you were a part of Daniel Plan and you've kind of fallen away or maybe you weren't even here when we started. It'd be a good time to get started on this. And I want you to be healthier a year from today than now. So you'll have more energy. Right now, if God told some of you to do something, you couldn't do it because you don't have the energy to do it. God says you gotta get ready if you wanna be used by me for the purpose I created you for. First, purify your heart. Second, sanctify your body. Third, simplify your schedule. Now we move to the issue of time. Because not only do you have to have your heart right, and you have to have your health right, you gotta have the hours right in your life. You don't have time to do everything. Everybody agree with that? You don't have time to do everything. But the good news is, God doesn't expect you to do everything. And not everything's worth doing in the first place. I am convinced you could probably cut out about half of what you're doing and you would be healthier emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. You don't have time to do everything, but you do have this, and I want you to write this down. I have just enough time to do God's will. Would you write that down? I have just enough time to do God's will. God would not give you more to do than he gives you hours in the day to do it. So if you have more to do than you have time to do, you know what it means? There's something on your to-do list that isn't God's will because God's not gonna give you more to do than you have time to do. You have just enough time to do God's will. Now, here's the problem. God has a plan for your life, but so does everybody else. And they want their plan. And their plan often counteracts and interferes with God's plan for your life. So the Bible says this in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. The grace of God that brings salvation and has appeared to all men, that grace of God teaches us to say no, circle that, say no. Teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and it teaches us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives. The greatest time management tool ever invented are the two middle letters of the alphabet, N-O. That's the greatest time management tool you ever, no is a positive term. It's a positive term because it allows you to stay focused on what God wants you to do rather than what everybody else wants you to do. Now the Bible talks about redeeming the time in Ephesians five sixteen. It says redeem the time for the days are evil. How do you do that? Well, a couple of ways. You gotta make a plan, and then you gotta be ruthless with distractions. First, you've gotta make a plan. And in Psalm 90, verse 12, it says this. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, the Bible tells us that wisdom comes from numbering our days. What does that mean? It means you keep track of them. You have an account of them, you have a schedule, you have a day timer, you you know where your time is going. Numbering your days is the same thing as numbering your money, it's a budget. You've heard me say many times that a budget is telling your money where you want it to go rather than wondering where it went. Well you need a budget not just for your money, you need a budget for your time. And that's called a calendar or a schedule. And you need to simplify your schedule so you're using the maximum amount of time on the things that matter most in life and the minimum amount of time on things that that don't matter. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How do we do that? Well, you gotta make a plan. First you clarify what matters in life, what's important. Then you calculate how much time it's gonna take to do it and then you calendar it on the calendar. Until it gets on the calendar, it's just a dream. But when you get it on a calendar and you have calculated how much time it's gonna take, now you're gonna move forward. So you make a plan. People ask me all the time, Rick, how do you juggle so many balls at once? I'm organized, and and I I have priorities, and I know what matters, and I don't worry about the stuff that doesn't get done because I could not possibly get it all done. But I just make sure that I get what matters most done. So you make a plan, and the second thing you do is you be ruthless with distractions. Now, you know, um, many of you know I grow a garden. I grow vegetables, and I actually grow fruit. And I have all kinds of different fruit trees, and and, uh, this year, my peach tree, when it bloomed, it was literally loaded with peaches. Every branch had a little peach blooming about every single inch. So a branch of a tree might have a 100 peaches on it. You think, oh, that's a good thing. No, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Because if you have 100 peaches on a branch, they're all gonna be about that big. And so you know what I had to do? I had to go through and by hand, take away about two-thirds of them and throw them away. You say, you took away little peaches? (laughs) Yes, I did. Because they're little peaches and big pits. And if you want big fruit, you gotta throw most of it away. Does that make sense? If you want big fruit, you gotta throw most of it away. I want big fruit in your life. I wanna see big results in your life. That means you gotta throw away most of the things in your life that you're doing so you get big fruit. If it, Paul says, these, this one thing I do, not these 40 things I dabble in. You can get so many irons in the fire, you put out the fire. And if you're burning the candle at both ends, you've heard me say this before, you're not as bright as you think you are. You're doing too much. You have to simplify your schedule so you're available for God to work in your life. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about this. In fact, on your your outline, there are three verses that give three powerful metaphors, a runner, a soldier, and a farmer. And in all three of these, they're teaching the same thing: you got to simplify, you got to simplify, you got to simplify your life. In Hebrews 12:1, he says, "Like a runner, I must stay free." In other words, I got to I got to run with as little baggage as possible. I don't put on an overcoat and a parka and a heavy, you know, uh, boots to run in. I, I get I strip down and get as light as possible, so I'm carrying as little as possible as I'm going through life. He says life is like a race and he says, verse one, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders, all these weights, these things that weigh us down, throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race Marked out for us. God has a race for you, we talked about this last week. You can't run somebody else's race, they can't run yours. You can only run your own race. But you can take on so many other things that you're running the race quite slowly because you're wearing too much and carrying too much. I know this one from personal experience, friends. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll just make you busy and you will miss God's purpose for your life. Not because you're doing anything evil, wicked, mean bad, nasty, but because you're just too busy. And you're so busy with so many good things, you don't have time for the most important thing in life, time alone with God, which is what you were created for. And you will miss his purpose in all of your life. You can be so busy with good things that keep you from the best. The Bible says it over and over again. Simplify. Get rid of unnecessary weights. Don't try to do it all. Just do what matters most. Like a runner, stay free. Lay aside the weights. Lay aside the stuff that entangles you. Stay free.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, it doesn't matter how much you work out or how healthy you eat. If you're not feeding and exercising your spirit, you're going to feel run down and tired. You'll run out of gas. You've got to do more than just take care of your body. You've got to energize your spirit. And the best way to do this is with God's Word. That's why Pastor Rick created a Bible study called Re-Energize Your Life. In it, you'll discover how to re-energize your life the way God intended. Step by step, you'll begin a journey of restoration and renewal. You'll benefit from biblical wisdom and learn how to apply it to your life in practical ways. You'll learn how to let Jesus lighten your load and discover the key to a balanced life. Not only will you learn how to relieve stress, Pastor Rick will show you how to discover your purpose and build margin into your schedule. This high-quality, soft-touch vegan leather book is a user-friendly, interactive powerhouse. Its eye-pleasing, colorful pages are packed full of key scriptures and Bible teachings that will dramatically impact your spiritual life forever. Don't settle for a bland existence. Re-energize your life now with this guided experience Bible study from Pastor Rick Warren. Today when you send a gift to Daily Hope to help take the hope of Jesus to a lost world, we'll send you Re-energize Your Life to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or you can text the word daily to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners.
1: You know, I love reading letters that I get from you, and I want to just read one that made my day just recently. It said this, Dear Pastor Rick and to all who make Daily Hope possible, I'm a college student in San Diego, and I just want to thank you for all you've done through Daily Hope and through your teaching. I've learned so much And your broadcasts have truly strengthened my faith and my relationship to God. You're such an able channel of God's word toward me exactly when I need it. In every broadcast, I feel like God's speaking directly to me. Yeah, do you ever feel like that? That's because God's word applies to each of our hearts. Then he says, enclosed is my tax refund. (laughs) I was thinking about buying some new running shoes, but mile for mile, I know you'll go further with it than I will. It's not much, but I know you and God can do great things with what I give. Thanks again for everything. God bless Cameron. Wow, that's great, Cameron. God bless you. I'm super excited when people like you, young adults, are eager to learn God's word and also to support God's kingdom work. Now, this young guy is giving his tax refund to support daily hope so we can continue to reach more people with the hope of Christ. That is faith. Cameron, I just want to say to you personally, I'm sure that God's going to richly bless you for your example to others, and because of your priorities, and because of your generosity, and thank you so much.
0: Now, if you'd like to let Rick know how this
1: broadcast
0: has blessed you, feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.